Kiki Mama Ma. This is the Cult Film Showdown, bringing you the Masters of Horror. I am Jim Kata, and I am joined on our exploration of the 2006-2007 series Masters of Horror by Nick Boxer. Hello, I'm poorly done CGI today. <laughs> Not here live. <laughs> and we're experimenting with uh, with a chat AI called Jack Hall. Mm. Pa, 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 la, la, la. Um, <laughs> we just yeah, give Nick a minute. He needs to wipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Front to back, front to back. <laughs> well, I don't have to worry about yeast infections. It doesn't matter. That would make sense if you listened to the last episode. And if you didn't listen to the last episode, shame on you. You should have. It was a good episode. We did it on. Yeah. Uh, well, as as always, I hope you're you're watching, you're listening to us in order, and you're watching the episodes of Masters of Horror, preferably before we talk about them. But uh, we we don't we try not to spoil the very end of anything anyway. But uh, um, it is fun to make this a watch along. Uh, so Masters of Horror was a Showtime uh, TV mature audience show that ran uh, in the early 2000s, and uh, there were 26 episodes total, and we are at the top of season two of Masters of Horror, episode one from season two, uh, the halfway point uh, right now as you're listening to us. And uh, Jack, tell us who our masters are this time. Well, uh, we have returning masters in this one. Uh, the director is, of course, the highly influential horror director, Toby Hooper, of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 1 and 2, Life Force, uh, Body Bags, uh, Funhouse, Crocodile, Toolbox Murders, and uh, Remake, and uh, Poltergeist. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the all-time masters of, of the genre. Uh, the teleplay is by Richard Christian Matheson. We talked about him before again. He uh, did an earlier episode. He is uh, uh, the son of uh, Richard Matheson of I Am Legend fame. Uh, and uh, he himself is, has written numerous screenplays uh, for telefilms, short stories, uh, everything you can imagine in science fiction and horror. Um, not as famous a work in you know, in his uh, library as that of his uh, his more uh, well-known father, but uh, he's a, a good hand. Um, the short stories by Ambrose Bierce, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Bierce, yeah, Ambrose Bierce uh, is written for his, it, the damn thing. It's a short story from 1893. Wow. And it's... Uh, he Ambrose Bierce was one of the most influential authors of his generation. Um, and this is one of his many, many short stories and works. Uh, he's best known for an occurrence as at uh, Owl Creek Bridge, um, which is oh, yeah. uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very, very famous uh, story. So he's um, he's kind of probably turning in his grave to think that his name is on this. <laughs> Not that it's bad, but that it has about as much in common 
as uh as say this podcast has with the Howard Stern show. And that if you look <laughs> closely enough, I, I agree. one or two similarities. I agree but, that there's audio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you look close enough, if you work hard enough, you'll find a similarity or two. But yeah, I mean it. Yeah, I, I, but as far as a, a, an episode is concerned, I don't want to put it down. I think that the damn thing uh, here was a uh, was an interesting episode of Masters of Horror. Um, Nick, why don't you explain to everybody why it was so interesting by telling us, well, what the hell happened? Well, uh, it's funny that you talked about interesting. We we may have a different opinion on this one. Um, sure. Uh, this one stars young Indiana Jones himself, Sean Patrick Flannery, as a small town, small town cop um, trying to reconcile with his past. In the past, the town sort of went crazy and it ended when his father tried to kill him on his birthday, only to commit suicide. Um, but as his, I think it's his 31st birthday approaches, the same thing starts to, uh, happen to the town. People start, uh, attacking each other and acting weird and crazy, and he's not quite sure what's going on, and he's dealing with his own, own past at the same time. And there's a thing with the black goo, um... That's really all that happens. Um, I did not enjoy this one. I was bored to tears by this one. So that's as far as I'm willing to go with the <laughs> plot summary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was an episode. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I can see how you could be bored in this one because it is, uh, I, I like the kinetic, frantic, camera work of a toby hoover project and this had that um uh, i i think again it's one of those episodes uh, I, I mean we talk about you know amber's Pierce, Pierce, um with a b um we talk about how this is not similar to his short story um, which I did some extensive research into, and it, it, it really isn't. But <laughs> it is similar to pretty much every Stephen King story you've ever heard. <laughs> so, like, it's one of those things where I, I, I kind of enjoyed it because it was like Toby Hooper was directing a Stephen King short story. It was an adapting a, a Stephen King short story because it's very, I mean, it has all the stuff. It has the, you know... The, the family violence, small town, uh, hidden demon thing, you know, mm -hmm. that, that, that's been cursed the town for a long time. Like it has all these Stephen King-ish type things that, that are uh, regular occurrences in his, in his works. So, I mean, I, it, that's why I think I enjoyed it. I, I came at it from that perspective of, okay, it's light fun. Uh, is everything's light fun after the last episode. Um, but can you honestly <laughs> say, if you watch the first five minutes and the last five minutes, you'd miss anything? It's, no. uh, I'd say that there's, yeah, there, <clears throat> there's a pacing problem. Um, I, I did find myself drifting away 
um, once once it hits the it hits the ground, um, it moves uh, from then to the end. But um, it has that challenge that a lot of things do of like you know you know from the beginning where the like roughly where this is going, and you got about twenty minutes of like, but I know where you're going. Like you're just <laughs> you're just showing me the map to where you're going, but I know I know where we end up. So, um, like even the like, I mean, it's time that usually goes into character development. But strangely, we just we're introduced to a lot of people that don't have a lot of motivations. Um, so yeah, it's a I, I like it once it's rolling, um, and uh, and I enjoy Sean Patrick Flannery. He's got a is uh, a long long uh, resume. Um, and uh, uh, and also, like we missed one of the ult one of the masters, uh, Ted Ramey. Oh yes, uh, yeah. who I always enjoy. I was uh, Ted Ramey's one of those people that I smile as soon as he's on screen, no matter what he's playing. Um, he's just he's just like adding a dash of red pepper flakes to anything. Um, <laughs> 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 Interesting uh, way to put it. No, no, I mean, Ted, Ted Ramey is Sam's uh, Sam's brother there. Yeah, he's uh, he's always enjoyable. And this one, he gets to choose some scenery as the uh, as the town, you know, priest, uh, <laughs> father. Um, you know, uh, it's again, I, I I don't think I had as a big an issue with the pacing because. I felt like I got just enough characterization and just enough action, you know. I, I mean, I can't imagine this thing over ninety minutes would have been torture. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, but I, I feel at fifty minutes that it came in, uh, you know, at a fast enough pace that I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, it's not it's, my only big problem with the, this episode is now I mentioned Sean Patrick Flannery. You know, who probably he does have a long resume. Probably didn't quite hit the heights that I think a lot of people expected he could. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, he has he has worked a lot. Uh, his character. If I saw my father go crazy, shoot my mother, <laughs> chase me down uh, into into the woods, where I hid from a him from a tree, then I saw him get picked up by some unknown entity, <laughs> thrown against a truck. His insides ripped outside <laughs> from inside out. Heaven. I'm probably not staying in that town. I don't know about you, but, but like, <laughs> no, he moved one town over. And that's where you get a very no, Stephen he, King. Where it's but, like, but he kept the house. <laughs> he kept, <laughs> he kept the kept house. house. Oh, sorry. The father moved one town over. Yeah. After the first time this happened. Yeah. Yeah. So at least his father had the good sense to move away from where the horrible thing happened. <laughs> It's a damn thing found me. That that's you know, his father moved away, but he, he like I'd be moving across the country. You know what I mean? As soon as I'm like of age, <laughs> I get the hell out of there. I'd be going from this is clearly somewhere, you know, I'm guessing it's in Maine. Um <laughs> I'd be going to the, to the California. Even I mean, even in the uh even in that context, like it's Imagine growing up in a small town and like your dad kills your mom and tries to kill you and takes his life and you're going to go back to school. Like, yeah, with everyone knowing that. 
But I, I guess they, they do tell they do tell you that like it was it was one one of many violent things that happened that same time. So um, that there were all all kinds of horrible things happening in a town. So maybe just everyone agrees not to talk about it. <laughs> well, we don't we don't talk damn, about the time of the damn thing. The damn thing, which they sort of ex like they try to explain in a very Steve K Stephen King way. They try to explain it. Do you think somebody yeah. had read? Do you think Richard Christian Matheson had read it right before this? Anyway, <laughs> I, I'm with you that it does have all the earmarks of a Stephen King. Like it's, uh, yeah, the the father son thing and um, family violence and uh, uh, children at risk, um, an important moral lesson at the end. Um. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which doesn't Maybe. hold up to close scrutiny. <laughs> the scene I have, I have the most trouble with in this is when he sends all the people down to the basement. Do you think he's trying to just get rid of them? Because that seems like a very stupid place to be. Nobody's with a thinking. lot of people who are going insane. <laughs> that old Nobody. lady who, who yeah. asked, like, don't send me down with those people. She's toast. <laughs> <laughs> He's not really thinking about her very clearly, is he? Come to think of it, yeah, he mentioned. He's not that. thinking about anything there. I mean, it's clearly filmed <laughs> that he's trying to protect these people, but that is the worst thing you can do with all the clues that he has. <laughs> he's, more worried about damn, he's more worried about whatever the damn thing is hurting them than about them hurting each other, which is. The damn thing makes them hurt each other. Yeah. And then if, if they don't do the job, he just finishes it himself. His basically <laughs> goes. Like I say, I had fun with this, but the more we talk about it, boy, I can really pick it apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, it. I'd say it doesn't stick the landing. Um, the uh, the ending doesn't feel that Stephen King, but it feels like Sci-Fi Channel. Um, <laughs> it's, it's way too the ending is way too abrupt yeah it does just kind of come and it doesn't feel like part of the flow of the rest of the show yeah that ending is right out of the mist i think mm. like all yeah of a sudden, I, I could give you that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I mean it's one of those episodes it's one of those things where this is like a, a tough episode to kind of talk about because we already discussed discussed the, the the director and his works in in mm -hmm. when we did Dance of the Dead, uh, the episode mm -hmm. with Robert England in, in season one. So we've already discussed Toby Hooper and his works and his influence and his his uh, you know whatever. We've already discussed um, you know Richard Matheson and his works through his through through his you know earlier works. Uh, his son, I believe, adapted one of his stories the first time. If I remember uh, yes. correctly. Yeah, that was correct. Yeah. So, I mean, we've already kind of discussed the key players here. So all there's left is to discuss it. And there's, I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, there's not a lot to discuss it. Guys, guys, dad kills his mother, gets killed in front of him by some unknown beast. He <laughs> sticks around. He marries somebody that doesn't work out. He, the town goes crazy. He goes crazy. He's not crazy <laughs> anymore. Everybody's dead. 
Like that's. <laughs> Because when the town goes crazy, there we don't we never get to see like chaos in the streets. No, they kind of they cheaped out on that. They just had the deputy like standing in front of uh, like a little fire, saying like it's just anarchy down here. Look at that over there. Like I'm not gonna sh- we're not gonna move the camera, but over there, there's some stuff. <laughs> uh, I think you put your brain aside and just watch this one and have fun. Yeah. It's- you know, that's what it is. And like I say, anything would be light fun after the last episode we watched. <laughs> if you haven't uh, listened to our episode on uh, on imprint, uh, it's okay to have a palate cleanser after that for sure. Oh, um, <laughs> Schindler's List is light fun after imprint. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. To, to, I I would classify to, Toby Hooper's last one. Um, is a day was a Day of the Dead or uh, the the political one? That was light fun. Nope. This is just homecoming. homecoming. Homecoming was the political one. That was Joe Dante. He did Dance of the Dead with Robert England. Right, which was weird. <laughs> which was really weirder than this by a ton. Definitely weird. This is fairly yeah. straightforward. Yeah. Well, right, I mean, well, I, I think we're, I think we're done with this episode already, aren't we? Yeah, like uh, stretching at this point. Like, uh, so what else do you guys watch lately? You know, <laughs> <laughs> if you get around to, I did not get around to watching. Uh, you found it. We were talking about it in the episode. Uh, um, pick, pick me up. Pick me up. Yeah. Uh, we talked about uh, the uh, uh, amazing in many ways michael moriarty <laughs> and uh, his, his film you found it uh um what was it jesus meets jesus christ meets hitler yeah hitler meets hitler uh hitler meets jesus but close enough um, i think close if enough. you find a movie with the other title you should watch both um uh yes <laughs> damn, damn straight so you found it you've uploaded it for us i have not had time to watch it yet i was going to watch it yesterday didn't get around to it but uh I would fill out the episode talking about that, I'm sure, otherwise. But uh, just the fact that you found it means that it's out there. Everybody should find it and watch it. Yeah, it, it, I, I don't have a place to point you. It is in, like, the uh, the gray to plaid web as opposed to <laughs> the sources we would normally direct you to. Uh, I, just, I did just watch a Michael Moriarty horror movie, though, uh, called The Dark Tower. Uh, the Dark Tower, 1988. Uh, is Michael Moriarty and uh, uh, Jenny Aguder. That's on Tubi, right? It is on Tubi, that's correct. That's, uh, so 1988, this would have been uh, about the start of Law & Order? Kind of ballpark, probably a little after this. Yeah, 87, 88 is when it came out. Um, one thing says 88, one says 87. But yeah, um, with and two directors credited. You know that's always going to be good. Uh, <laughs> but I, I i love jimmy jenny gooder so i was uh i was in for that and then, i don't know her <laughs> uh logan's run american werewolf in london uh okay, okay. biggest things yeah she's the nurse in american werewolf in london yeah of course yeah all right no. the cult film showdown is on instagram and we're on patreon and we have a youtube channel uh please like and subscribe comment comment the heck out of those uh, all of our past episodes are there, and uh, wetalkpodcast.com 
is our sponsor and they have a Facebook and they have a Twitter and we talk podcast.com is the home of amazing podcasts, including this one and including we talk music and we talk comics. Uh, and uh, next time we will be on episode two, season two, uh, which is John Landis's family. So until then, from Jack and from Nick and from myself, Jim, we'll talk to you later.